Hi, Elza. Thank you for being on my podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor. Yeah. So (laughs) we are just going to dive right into the questions. Please tell our audience about your journey and how you became the artist and curator you are today. Yeah, so my name is Elza Burkhardt and I work at a gallery in New Orleans um, called Mortal Machine Gallery. It's a gallery that focuses on contemporary and emerging artists. And I started working there actually after being represented by them as a painter. Um, They were my first real gallery and then they kind of noticed that I was taking an interest in curating after I was curating independent shows in Los Angeles. And after working together at um, Miami Art Week, they offered me a job to come in and help manage the team there. So, yeah, it was very serendipitous and um, lucky and, uh, you know, truly a crazy journey because I never saw myself leaving L.A. (laughs) Right. Yes. And that's how we know each other through Voyage L.A., yeah. Um, and so how long did you live in LA and um, what made you go to New Orleans? So I had been in LA for about 11 years. Um, loved it. I still love it. I go back and forth a lot. So I spend, I'm in Los Angeles uh, about every two, three months for about a week because I'm still working on projects over there and still working on, you know, it's such a special community. It's really impossible for me to imagine not being a part of it. And I feel like New Orleans is such a creative hub too. All I want is to kind of like marry the two creative communities and do what I can to like give artists in New Orleans a place to exhibit in Los Angeles and vice versa. I have been to New Orleans with my husband and it was so magical. Both of us just fell in love with it. Like the art scene and the music and Mm -hmm. it's right there in your face, like in the streets people performing and all the art galleries like it's it was really and I just love how you're talking about that marrying the two because I feel like there's so much LA can learn and Mm -hmm. I'm sure they can learn from like that's that's there's a lot everything that I found lacking in LA's art scene which is um, I mean not lacking but the things that I was missing in LA's art scene which is a sense of actually like taking care of yourself a little bit and slowing things down and like a little bit of recovery because LA has such a, it's so busy and it's so fast. Everyone moves there because they have that dream. Sorry, there's a truck. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody goes there because they have that dream and the motivation to really make something of themselves. And they have that really driving ambition. And what often happens is everyone powers through and ignores how much, you know, they need to like, slow down once in a while and, you know, enjoy the success that they're doing. It's never enough in LA. Nothing is ever enough. It's never enough. No, that's so true. And New Orleans is kind of the opposite where the city has such a different speed. It's almost too slow, (laughs) you know? And I mean, that's just me saying that, but like, I feel like it's beneficial for me to be in both places because I have learned to enjoy my success a little bit more and enjoy, 
you know, helping other people. And also it's making me kind of reevaluate like what is important to me. Yeah, I agree. My friend, um, she did a lot of um, paintings in Italy and she would have the Italians there go, why are you working so much? Cause she's used to working like seven hours straight or something, just painting. Mm-hmm. And they would make her take breaks or take naps. <laughs> and when she came back, she learned to pace herself more. She also lives in LA. So, mm-hmm. and to, and to take those breaks. And like you said, self-care, which we forget about. And sometimes as artists, we also, we just keep going and going and going, like thinking we need to do more and more and more to accomplish yeah. more. I mean, it's, it's interesting. Cause I, I definitely believe in that momentum. There's nothing more exciting and fulfilling than feeling yourself hit that momentum where things are happening and you, you know, you're like, yes, finally, like, this is everything I've been working for. And the more I do, the more happens. But there is also that point that happens to everybody when they don't give themselves the chance to kind of like enjoy the moment just a tiny little bit. And also like recharge your batteries, like take a day off, turn your phone off. Like the world keeps going. You, know, exactly. you don't need to be, you don't need to be on, the, you know, your social media 24 hours a day. I'm guilty of it, you know, oh, yeah. but it's very important. So I looked at your page and your art is very sensual and touch with the feminine, which is what I'm all about. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tell us more about your work and the meaning behind it. So when I was painting more and uh, illustrating, I always kind of had this heavy focus on almost erotica, but not quite, you know, it's just very sensual, very in touch and very comfortable with sexuality because I think I had always seen that women in particular or women, uh, female presenting or uh, associated, our sexuality is very much controlled by like media and the, the male gaze and all of that. And I wanted to create a world where none of that was like touched or harmed. I think there's nothing more beautiful than a woman that is fully in touch with her sexuality and fully comfortable in that and to create you know a visual world where that exists was exciting to me and I think I just wanted to illustrate that and live in it a little bit you know and um I really it's special to me when I see people any gender any anything just feeling at peace because it's so rare to be at peace with your sexuality yeah. A lot of us come from so much trauma or have healed from something. We're still working on healing that. And, you know, it's a it's a journey. So I try to make a world or show something where it is kind of possible. Yeah. I always want the the people that I illustrate. A lot of the a lot of the models in my paintings are my friends. And it's all it all comes from like photos that I've taken of them. And, you know, it's very intimate. And it's usually a candid moment and it's special for me to be able to like capture them in that moment where they're feeling very free and like at peace and not, you know, not performing for somebody else, mm-hmm. you know. That's beautiful. And what galleries have you worked with and what advice do you have for the artists out there who want to show their work uh, in a gallery? So I work with, um, I've worked with Mortal Machine Gallery in New Orleans. They were the first to approach me. 
Um, they had an outside curator um, who was creating a show that was very focused on erotic art and celebrating that. And then um, I've also worked with um, LA Up Gallery, which is uh, downtown. And um, I worked on a group show over there, but I haven't had like a huge, I come from kind of a strange like back, like back roads career wise. Like I didn't go to school. Um, I didn't do any of that. So a lot of my, my start has been very independent and very self-made. A lot of the shows I started curating, I started doing because I didn't come from a traditional background and I was really tired of seeing my peers and myself be kind of like ignored by that. Mm-hmm. Um, when, but I will say like when I got the first call, I was so excited, <laughs> you know, it made, it changed everything for me. And um, even though it was just it was just an invitation to show like two pieces in a group show. But for me, it was like the validation that I had been seeking for a very long time because it made me feel like, OK, I am doing this for a reason. Like it's not just me holding my paintings up to my friends and being like, look, guys. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and I love what you said about how you didn't have any informal education and you um, you didn't have to go to school to get to this point like you just you did it you took the action and I think a lot of people think I have to do all these things before I can take any action or you know do the things that I really want to do and I don't think that's true I didn't go to art school I took a lot of art courses in college but I didn't you know graduate I'm not I'm not going to lie and say that there's no benefit to going to art school. Obviously, the the advantage is the the built-in community and the resources and the mentors. You know, that's huge. It gives you a huge advantage, but it's not necessary. Yeah. I don't think I don't think you can learn to any you know anybody can be an artist, but it does take a lot of work and a lot of pragmatism to have a career and to be an artist with impact. And for that, you don't need a teacher showing you the way but you do need a community and so I think yeah I mean I think any advice that I have for an artist that wants to show in galleries and who's trying to figure out their footing is to do honestly like do your own thing like get your get find find artists that you connect with who you think like your art kind of looks good together put shows on together find alternative spaces eventually someone will notice you know but like don't I get a lot of emails and uh, DMs from people that, you know, are sending me portfolios. Um, and I, I like that and I respect that. But like the thing with a gallery is like we we already work with a roster. We have people that we work with consistently who we take care of. Um, our shows are booked a year in advance. Everything is planned to the to the day. And so we don't have a lot of room to improvise or to add last minute things. And sometimes when we get bombarded with DMs and this and this and that, it's frustrating because you 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 just feel kind of like you feel like bad for not being able to give that person a chance. But also you feel annoyed because you're like, oh, my God, stop, <laughs> which is a it's a weird place to be. I'm sure. But, but I will say like any this I always give the same advice where I'm like you don't always need to be in a gallery to show you know you can 
the best thing you can do is look at who's around you. Like, look at like what, who are, which friends of yours are creating work that works? Like, do you have friend? you know, you're, if you are a painter and you have a friend that does like really beautiful ceramics or photography or something like pull your resources together and do something and invite everyone around. It's exciting. It's fun. And then, you know, also invite local curators, go up to galleries that are around and be like, Hey, we're doing this. Like, I am a huge supporter of other galleries in our city and I love anytime somebody's putting something on, I want to support it and show up because we're nothing without our community. I don't want to live in a city where we're the only people doing anything like that's absurd. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And I've talked to gallery owners and that's one thing they talk about is all the people, artists that walk in and, or, you know, send them emails and how overwhelming that could be. Um, And I think that is important uh, to, um, like you said, you don't have to have your work in a gallery. I mean, I, my first showing was in my home um, Mm -hmm. and I just invited my friends and family. And from there just, and that was like almost 10 years ago and a lot has changed. But I just took that first step and I feel you have more control in your hands as an artist than you think. It doesn't have to. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think also it's like we get, I I do get a lot of people, you know, it's like I've never seen them before. They don't come to any openings. They don't don't really support us as a space and as as like what we do for the people that we show. But then they come in and they're like, I have an idea for a solo show. And I'm like, (laughs) okay that's great like go do it but not here because it's like we you know it we put a we put so much work into what we do and I think a lot of it is unnoticed because it's it's back of house stuff you know we are working in you know it's not very glamorous you know like we are installing shows doing all the admin we're doing everything so that the people that we work for because we work for artists and not the other way around we are doing everything so that they can focus on creating. And a lot of that is very thankless and boring and like mind numbing. So sometimes when I see people that like I have never seen before who don't even follow our gallery or anything and they come in, they're like, I'm, I have arrived. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Like best of luck. I want you to succeed, but like you have to kind of respect the process a little bit too. Agreed. Absolutely. And we already talked about how it's, it can be easier to sell your work without gallery representation, which we just talked about that you, there is that potential um, because of social media and other marketing practices. Um, What are your thoughts on that? I think social media has been one of the most important, um, tools it's you know it's it's opened the world up for everybody and and i think that it has created an outlet for people you know independent artists to find you know their peers all over the world i would be nowhere without social media it has also kind of created a trap where you get now there's this other sense of competition um the sense of always having to produce you don't have the time to really 
take time and work on your own pace. You're always producing. I hear a lot of artists now, they are calling themselves content creators because they have to, you know, they, they've become the stars of their own like reality TV show via like TikTok and Instagram and all that. I think social media is really important um, and it is a tool and I advise everyone to find a way that works for them to use it. I do think also though that there is a lot that can't be done solely by yourself. Like depends on the career that you want. If you are happy and content and fulfilled by creating work and just, you know, selling it to people around you, that's beautiful. And I am so happy for you. If you are looking to create a body of work that is maybe going to be a little bit more institutionalized and maybe your goal is to be in museums and reach the world and a bigger audience. Yes, use social media because absolutely, but it is going to, it's, it's a teamwork thing. You are going to have to find people that are going to work for you and see it and open a couple doors for you. And I think that finding a balance between the two and finding like what works are going to go to a gallery or a museum and what works you're going to keep for your private client list and your Instagram, you have to make it work. So it's beneficial for everybody. For everyone. Yeah. Uh, did you have ever have any fears or limiting beliefs on becoming an artist? Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I remember for a very, very long time, I would wake, I would always wake up with this dread, especially like, you know, where I lived, where there's, everyone seems more successful than you, you know, I'd be like, oh my God, I even that 20, like I'm 35 years old now, but I remember at 26, already having this dread. I was like, I'm over the hill. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ruined. I have nothing. <laughs> and I would wake up and I'd be like, God, I wish I had just, I wish I was just good at something else. I wish I was like, I, I wish I was a good, something that was actually like in demand and useful. Like I wish I was a sound engineer or whatever, like anything that is a little more practical mm -hmm. than drawing <laughs> pictures. This is so stupid <laughs> um, because I wasn't seeing a lot of, um, you know, I wasn't seeing a lot of exchange. I was just like, trying to I was like creating work but nothing was happening I think I was also very I didn't have a lot of self-confidence and I was working a crap job that I hated but I was doing well with that and I was really unsatisfied with my life like I had an okay career in a field that I did not care about I was working in luxury retail at the time and um I felt like and I had you know huge imposter syndrome and I was like everyone says I'm like artsy but I don't want that and I just I want to make big paintings and travel the world and I don't want to be working at fucking Barney's like <laughs> I hate yeah. yeah um um when they went bankrupt I had a kind of come to Jesus moment where I was like, I'm not going back to it. Now it's like, I'm all in. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna jump in and do whatever I can. My friends and I used to always say like, by whatever means necessary. And I was like, I'm not going back to it. I had offers from all these other brands to come work for them. And I was like, no, I'm good. I'm just gonna jump in. It's now the moment I'm like done with the moment I took away the comfort of stability and I just jumped right in. 
that's when things started changing. Yes. It wasn't, it, it, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. There was definitely, you know, there was always the moment where I was like, okay, I might have enough to pay rent, but I can't eat. That has happened so many times. And, um, you know, you just have to keep working. Trust and and keep going. And also like, yeah, and just do your, you know, do your best and hang in there. And um, even when moments are really, really hard, I think like the best thing, I'm not saying that this would work, work for everybody, but I tried really hard to not let that stop me and to not overly express it either, you know, like, I think sometimes we do focus a lot on the negative aspects of our life. And then we kind of feed on that, like, oh, it's really hard. And I'm going to only talk about how hard it is. And I would just try to like, all right, well, I didn't eat today, but I'm going to, I'm going to paint and I'm going to put that painting out there. And I'm going to talk about how excited I am about this piece and we'll see what happens. And, you know, things just kind of started picking up from there. That's amazing. I love your story. And I could definitely relate because I graduated as a recreational therapy major and, um, but I always wanted to do art, but you know, my dad, he was a physician and he was more practical and he's like, what are you going to do with that? Like, how are you going to make money? So, um, but I always fell back to that and, you know, here I am now and, um, I do. And just by trusting and allowing things to just unfold, even though it can be sometimes challenging, um, it's just taking the baby steps every day I've learned. Yeah, that's amazing. So do you have any words of wisdom for all the creative spirits out there? Um, Yeah, I think... The only thing I would really say is, I mean, everything that we've talked about, you know, about your community, it is so important, but also it's not very popular to say this, but you need a schedule. Yes. <laughs> you really need a schedule. I so have, true. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. but it's so true. You need a, I like, I, I have, um, I have pretty bad AD, like ADD. I have a hard time focusing. I get distracted by everything. <laughs> I get like, very bad mood sway like I'm a whole mess Mm -hmm. and if I if I let myself fall out of a strict routine everything flies out the window and then I don't get anything done and then nothing's happening and my work suffers but also now it affects other people and I think the only times that I have noticed like a really good impact on like career and movement like with my work and breakthroughs creative breakthroughs is when I stick to a very specific schedule where I like give myself the time and I honor that. And, you know, whether that's, you're always going to have to work, you're always going to have to have a job, but whether that's like, okay, I'm going to have that, but I'm also going to wake up earlier and I'm going to do what I need to do to, you know, face that. And whether it's like writing for a little bit or sketching and making yourself sketch, like, it is at the end of the day, it is kind of a job too. And sometimes you're going to struggle and nothing comes out and that's okay. It's not always going to be a masterpiece. I never show my, like my bad pieces. I never show my errors and my mistakes. I'll only post the good things because that's what I want to show the world. But 
it's miscon it's it's a misconception that like artists don't have you know those pieces too like my trash pile is much bigger than my like finished pieces I believe that (laughs) and it's okay to have that you know it's like the fact that you even sat down and you know yeah just sitting down and doing it and just even if it's just for an hour just sit doodle draw uh sketch conceptualize make lists make plans figure out what you want to do doing that even for an hour and like staying off your phone and you know just do it will give you so much more than if you were just like letting it happen whenever you you know when the mood strikes yeah yeah when inspiration strikes yeah because sometimes it just doesn't (laughs) yeah it's true um, I've done like art journeys where I'll paint for like a certain amount of days and I do make pieces that aren't so great. And I will show it just to show people like, Hey, look, like I made a really bad piece today. <laughs> and I've had people say, I didn't think you were capable of that. <laughs> you know that you could make so many mistakes. And I said, yeah, well, that's part of the process. And um, it's interesting. And some who are like, oh, I wouldn't show that. <laughs> you know, so it, it's interesting to see people's reactions. Honest friends who are like, yeah, totally. Well, I had to do it once. You broke I- out a little bit. Oh, I was saying bless our, our honest friends. Well, I had to, one day I did want to show it because I, I got a DM from somebody and they're like, I wish I could be, you know, I do a lot of like pointillism mm-hmm. and um, like stipple drawings that take forever. They're very meditative and I've, I screw up a lot. Like it takes me forever to finish a piece because there's so many, there's so much error. And once you mess up, you have to do it all over again. And it's just thousands of little dots. It's going to give me arthritis. I'm, I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> and I got a DM from someone being like, wow, I wish I, I could be, I wish I could be as good as that. And I was like, well, I mean, you can, you just have to sit and do it. And I sent them, I was like, here, you know, this is the piece you commented on. These are all the times I messed up and had to start all over again. And this is what this exact style looked like three years ago when I started drawing, like started doing that. And this is how far it's come because I will sit and do this every day so don't wish you could be as good just just do it practice everything takes practice yes absolutely that's what I always say practice and persistence you just keep going yeah so where can people find you and your work so right now I'm not showing anything uh I don't have I'm taking a little break because I'm focusing on my curating um if I do have anything, it would probably be at Mortal Machine Gallery, um, but that won't be for a while. I think the last piece I did was October 22, um, but I am curating a couple of shows right now. Uh, I have a show opening in September, uh, the first week of September in New Orleans, and it is a um, queer artist showcase that I'm very proud of. It's untitled right now, but it is opening um, during... New Orleans Southern Decadence Festival, which is like basically our gay pride parade, like gay pride week. And it has a really incredible roster of artists, which will be released very soon. And um, we are also working on our 
showcase in Miami for art week. So it's nice. just like, yeah, I'm happy to, oh, and I have a show opening on Friday this week, actually with, um, Kim Ha, who's an amazing, uh, Vietnamese American photographer. Um, so after this, I'm actually going down to the gallery to start the installation process, which I am so excited. It's one of my favorite parts of the job is the installation. That's really exciting. I bet. Um, and to open, I bet the show it's like to see all your work, uh, their work, your work collaboration come to life. It's so exciting. It's exciting to be a support, like a supportive presence because having come from the other side of it too, where it's like, I, I know how much, you know, it's like your work means the world to you. And when you have someone step in and kind of support you and like, you know, be there for you, um, it's such a, it's a special feeling and it, you know, you feel supported, you feel seen, you feel heard. Um, I love, for me, there's nothing, there hasn't been anything as rewarding as being able to provide that for people that I work for. Elsa, thank you so much for being here with me today. It was yeah, such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> um, and yeah, th this was beautiful. So hopefully we'll stay connected. And Yes, please. Yeah, stay in yeah. touch. And, and artists will get so much from this podcast. I hope so. And if anyone ever has any questions, just send me a DM. I'm always around. <laughs> Yeah.